welcome to the What's Happening Music Show. I'm Michelle Louise, and with me, I've got Jamie C. And we've got an absolutely amazing episode coming up for you guys. We're going to be talking to Scottish duo Bra. So that's going to be super awesome. And then we've also got some brilliant music that we're all going to be listening to. And as per usual, we're going to kick off with our discoveries. So Jamie, what have you been listening to over the past couple of weeks? So as per usual, Michelle, my music is always diverse and I listen to a lot of different things. But the three artists I have picked for today are three artists I have really enjoyed. And as always, they are very different genres. So kicking me off is the duo called Post Cole Prom Queen, which is an amazing name and this is made up of Lily Higman and Gordon Johnstone. Now think synths, electronic beats and floating vocals and you might have something close to their sound. This duo is a direct evolution from the group known as L-Space who received critical acclaim when they were around so if you enjoyed them you're gonna really enjoy this. This is absolutely perfect for the electro pop fan or a fan of the current wave of electronic and synth music that seems to be fairly prevalent in Scotland at the moment. So where should you start with this? Well, start with their latest single, which is called Tomorrow's Garden. It was released on the 2nd of April, and I feel like this is a great doorway into their sound. It's quite a light song, but there's lots of different dynamics that are explored throughout its length. If you like electronic beats and soundscapes that fill every corner of the musical spectrum, then this one is for you. You can also check out Wait, Wait, Dig, which is a lot more dancey and a bit more retro in its synth character. If you're looking for another song, you can also explore Salt, which is entirely different from those previous tracks mentioned. It's quite dreamy and there's some dark moments, but there's also some, some good positive moments and also some sounds which can only be described as brash. Finally, you can also check out the song You Wouldn't Download a Car, which is just an amazing name, and check it out for that reason. Now, obviously, if you like electronic music, then you should check this artist out, but also check this artist out for their vocal line. If an artist ever deserved the adjective F the real, then this artist deserved it. Her vocals sit very high in the register, but they float excellently across the songs. They're a little bit breathy, but this is complemented beautifully by the mid and low sounds generated by the synth, and of course, that electronic drum beat. Now before I pass over to Michelle, I did want to mention one more thing. Post Cold Prom Queen are part of the Cover by Cover album, which is a project by Fiona Little. This album sees a whole host of Scottish musicians cover one another, and they all happen to be female Scottish musicians. And the whole idea of this project is to highlight that there are incredible Scottish artists who are also female in the music industry. So go and check out that album, it is absolutely brilliant. And also remember, all the proceeds of this album go to Swim, which is Scottish Women Inventing Music, a very worthy cause. That's awesome. That's such a good cause as well. I love it. Okay, well, so first up um, for my discoveries is Lacuna J. And so she describes herself as genre fluid. And like, I kind of get why, because like, to be honest, like her sound is kind of difficult to define. It's like a little bit of pop, some R&B, electro, but like also with some really beautiful soulful ballads. Um, so like she's got a little mix of quite a few different things going on. She writes all of her songs and she totally puts her heart into them. Like she says it's kind of like her diary and you can absolutely feel it when you're listening to her songs and her lyrics. Like they're just so like strong and powerful. She's got a new song out um, just from earlier this month, actually, um, called Fool. 
bracket for loving you, close bracket. So definitely check that out. Um, and I'd also recommend having to listen to Taurus and Red Wine. So those would be sort of my places uh, for you to start off with her catalog, but she's got a lot of really good songs going on. So make sure to take a deeper listen as well. Awesome. I definitely will. You know, uh, I just mentioned it at the start, but you know I love diversity. So listen to artists that pull lots of genres together is great. And uh, my actually next discovery, while not being genre fluid, is a very different genre from the first one I spoke about. So I'm going down to the southeast of England with my next one. And this is a band called Ransom. And it's for all you classic rock fans. Now, they're a four piece and they describe themselves as bringing the stadium rock experience to a venue near you. So that sounds like a sort of band that's going to be nice and rock and heavy in a local bar or local pub. Now, sadly, I've not seen them in this capacity, so I can't comment on how good they are. But if you do like people like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, maybe a bit of Death Leopard, then these guys are going to really adhere to your musical taste because they've got a very classic rock sound, but it's in a bit more of a contemporary vice. So where should you start with these guys? Well, they released a single on the 18th of March called Killing Time. It's full of guitars and drums and bass lines, like any hard rock song that just punched through the whole record, and I think you will enjoy it. I'd also recommend trying out Divided State, which is is the same sort of song that it has those punchy, punchy guitars and those punchy drums, and I think it sounds great on the record, but I think it probably sounds absolutely kick-ass in a live sphere. So you get get my sort of gist with that one. They've also got a Christmas song, which I'm not saying go, go and check out a Christmas song right now while we're in April, but I really, really enjoyed this. It was called a Christ, it was called a Christmas Held to Ransom by Ransom, obviously. And I just enjoyed it because it, it had lots of nice choruses. It had some great catchy guitars and had a nice festive soundscape bedded underneath it all. So it was quite deep, but I really enjoyed it and you know there's even the conclusion of some acoustic guitar in there as well so really really well produced and a lot going on so yeah go and check that out if you like diversity in rock i guess now if none of those stuff did it for you you can also go and check out that ep halfway to hell which is basically a whole load of songs that i haven't talked about there but that really gives a good indication of what they're like. They've also got a Kraken solo in Vindication, uh, which I really enjoyed. So yeah, if you're a fan of rock, then go and check out Ransom. And I think I probably need to do this, but it sounds like they're really good in the live sphere too. So when I get the chance, I might go and check them out. Awesome. Christmas coming early for some people. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Okay, so next up, I've got Talia Jackson. So some of you might be going like, oh, kind of might recognize that name. Where from? So she's actually an actress from um, Netflix's show Family Reunion. Um, so if you've watched that or heard of that, you might already know her in that capacity. But surprise, she also sings, <laughs> which is awesome. So she sort of classifies herself as a dark pop singer songwriter. Um, so yeah, you get like sort of a lot of really like deep kind of like emotional vibes from her music. It's a little edgy, which is awesome. And the stuff that she talks about as well is just like, it's the kind of stuff that we should be talking about. So, you know, she goes about themes such as like embracing her identity as a biracial woman and overcoming mental health issues and that kind of thing, which are just really great things to be, you know, communicating to a wider audience. 
So Hidden is her latest single and it's such a tune with gorgeous vocals and a really cool kind of like new disco beat, which is something new that I learned because I hadn't heard of new disco, although I've heard it loads. I didn't realize that's what it's called. <laughs> so there we go. We all learned something. But yeah, she's got two other really great songs, though. Um, five, Five and Peace of Me. So check out all of those because they'll just blow you away. Amazing. One, one thing, actually, I wanted just while you were talking about that. And I just only thought I've heard people say uh, this is dark pop. And there was a band I, I discovered recently said they were they were dark disco. I mean, I've not I don't think I've listened to a lot of stuff, but listening to her, is there any traits that come under dark pop? I think it's just like because I think the thing is, is like when you think of pop, like I think the stereotypical thing that you kind of think of is like showing my age a little bit maybe but like Britney Spears and like Jessica Simpson and like you know like really kind of like bubbly like upbeat that kind of stuff whereas I think like dark pop is like a little bit more drawn back and a lot sort of like like darker (laughs) (laughs) but just like I like the themes are a little bit heavier the music's a little bit heavier it's like slightly more emotional I think but it can still have that kind of like upbeat feel to it but I think like it, it just feels heavier, if that if you kind of get what I mean. That's that's like how I deal with it. Would ballads fall into kind of that dark pop sphere maybe? I think like, I think they can do. I think it depends on the style that the ballad's been done in. Cause like, obviously you get like your really traditional ballads kind of like Celine Dion and that kind of thing, which is very like ballad. But then it's like, you can get like some that I think are done like in a more dark pop thing that are like, they still kind of have that little bit of upbeat, but they're like kind of a bit heavier. Like it's it's more about that kind of like mix of upbeat, but kind of heavy, if that makes sense, is, is how I understand it. I mean, totally happy for our listeners to comment and let me know that I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I'm, but, I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering if it's maybe something to do with how the music's written, maybe written with more minor notes, which are often sadder yeah. than, than major notes. But yeah, I'm sure there's probably some some listener out there who knows more about musical theory than us. So, if yeah, if any of the listeners can help help us understand what makes dark pop dark pop or a different yeah. to normal pop, I think that'd be really good. No, I think that I think you might be onto something with the minor notes. But yeah. Well, if if anybody's listening that knows, then please do let us know. Now, moving on to my final discovery. Now, your last discovery talked about an artist that takes take subjects that we should be talking about and this artist does something very similar so this artist is known as cries matthews and very different musically from everything i've spoken about they are very soul very uplifting almost gospel like in the vocal tone but something that i think resonates with a lot of people so her latest album is called change makers which you can probably guess from that title it's all about trying to change things in the world. It's about searching for justice, it's about searching for equality, and also finding empowerment in the world where things maybe aren't just or things aren't as they should be. Now the album is not obviously devoid of those heavy topics, but I think they're all dressed in quite a light manner, as in the music is not heavy, it's not maybe falling under that dark pop as we were were saying, it's it's quite uplifting, You, you feel that you get lost in the music a little bit, which I think is is amazing. So there's a bit of soul in this, there's a bit of country, there's a bit of pop. 
obviously the, the gospel that I said, and then there's a touch of folk, and then there's just something else which I couldn't quite place, which I guess must be the, the magic that cries that Christ Matthews brings to this. So I think if you're a fan of pop and soulful vocals and really truly captivating music, I think this is one for you. I think if you're a fan of Emily Sandy, then I think you might like this. And some people might think, well, you can't, you can't really compare the two, but there's a song that actually is not on the album, which is called We Must Be Free, which really made me think of Emily Sandy when I listened to it. That was something I really enjoyed. So if you want to check her out, then go and check out obviously Changemakers and then check out that we, we Must Be Free. But she's also got a song called Prodigal Son, which is absolutely excellent as well. So yeah, if you're interested into immersive music, then go and check her out. One of the great things is she has an extensive back catalog. I spent, I think I spent a day listening to it and I still had many, many songs left to go. So if you get hooked by this artist, she has a lot to give. Awesome. All right, so for my final discovery, I've got an indie duo called Callers. Um, so they're like pretty fresh on the scene. Like um, they dropped their first single, I think in 2020. And so, you know, which is absolutely amazing, by the way, it's called Heartbeats. It, yeah, it came out last year. It's very cool, like kind of retro vibe to it. Um, so definitely recommend checking that out. But if you like it as well, they've got a new single coming out on the 23rd of April called Hey Lizzie Lay On Me. And it's a song about one of the best relationships ever, which is best friends. So stoked to hear it. I'm so excited. I hope all of you are too. Um, like I said, they're pretty new on the scene, so they're still kind of pulling together their catalog and that kind of thing. But the stuff that they're coming out with is amazing. So check them out and make sure to check out that single when it drops on the 23rd. Oh, awesome. I always love checking out brand new artists who are breaking on the scene because they often bring something new which has not been there before. So I will 100% go and check that out. But there you have it, my friends. They are our discoveries for this week's show. They will all be linked in the description of this podcast. So go and check them out. Go and discover something new. And of course, let us know what you think of these artists. Now it is now time for us to play some music, and it is my absolute pleasure to get on Scottish singer-songwriter Anthony McCluey with Moonshine. I absolutely love this. It's got a great feel. It's got some great catchy choruses. Obviously, let us know what you think about this, but I think this is awesome. So this is Anthony McCluey with Moonshine. I'm 
Welcome back to the What's Happening music show. We are now joined by Glaswegian duo known as Bro. They released their debut album a few miles more on the 19th of March, and I think it's received quite a lot of attention, and I've listened to it and I've really enjoyed it. So it's really great to have these guys on the show. And uh, yeah, welcome. How are you guys doing? Hey, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, yeah, um, we, we are doing good. Um, we are possibly slightly feeling the effects of the sun and a few too many tenants or something in a, yes, yesterday, but we are doing very well considering the circumstances. Oh, excellent. Well, I don't think anybody can, can complain that having a beer and the sun is, is a good thing. So, no, thank, thank you so much for joining us. And I guess the best way to start any of this, for anyone who doesn't know who Bro are, who are you? Where do you come from? Like, we, the, just so everybody knows, because everybody, everybody can't see this, we have we have Ian and Andrew on. So, just going to pass over to both of you. Who are Bro, and where do you come from? Yep. So, um, Bro, basically, we are obviously a couple of brothers. Uh, we grew up together in um, Pathhead near Edinburgh, just southeast of Edinburgh. Uh, we went our separate ways. So, I went up to St Andrews to study. Ian went down to Manchester to study. Um, and two years ago. Oh, Upon me, you know, I guess two years ago, two years ago, we came together to um, start singing together because I, I always sang. Ian actually released some music beforehand, but um, we thought it was silly to sing apart. So we came together and we started um, sort of recording and playing uh, close harmony, sort of pop slash folk music. We do um, sort of quite strong melodies, um, but with a real emphasis on our harmonic harmony side of things, the Simon Garfunkel proclaimer style harmony that sort of hits home hard so um we've been doing that for two years and this as you say is a debut album our first serious foray into recording music so um yeah we're hoping everyone enjoys it right now so like you kind of mentioned like simon and garfunkel and like the proclaimers and i definitely do get those kind of vibes from you sam would you say like that's the kind of music you were listening to like growing up and that was like your inspiration for both of you or like how did how did you kind of pick the sound that you do that you do uh, bit of a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I guess we did listen to a lot of them. Um, we got such an eclectic range of musical influences, so I don't really know how it ends up like it does. It just sort it just it just sort of did. But yeah, we did. Obviously, we listened to a lot of Proclaimers. You know, we love Sunshine and Leaf and the album. And um, and yeah, um, to be fair, I didn't listen to much Simon and Garfunkel when I was when I was growing up. I was kind of brought up on a diet of seventies music and thing like I suppose like. Uh, David Bowie and well, to, be, to be fair whatever was on Dad's big compilation 70s album that he would just play play, play on repeat so all that kind of stuff um, and then yeah like Andrew said he kind of um, he, he yeah we, we both had a bit of different musical backgrounds um, he did a lot of kind of musical theatre type stuff and I was um, yeah I, basically like he said I kind of did my own I kind of did my own singing, songwriting stuff when I was living down near, near after I'd finished uni in Manchester, I was living in a place called Darwin, which is like not in Australia, but near Blackburn in England. Um, not sunny Scottish Blackburn, sunny English Blackburn, both very sunny, obviously not. Um, <laughs> but um, so I did, I did kind of the singer songwriter thing down there, but um, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy, I don't know. I, I think I'm okay at writing songs, but I'm not the best performer by myself. so. Um, yeah, roped Andrew in, and then we we kind of what was it, what was the first kind of songs we did? I guess it was Proclaimers. It was like it was literally the song Sunshine on Leaf, and we did some Biffy Clyro. Yeah, awesome. Well, obviously the two of you obviously do the album together, but 
looking at how the album is constructed, there's a lot in the album. Obviously, you guys do do the harmonies, but do you do all the instruments as well? Because there's violins, there's pianos, there's guitars. Yes, so um, I can claim credit for one thing, which is the vocals. Uh, and also, um, the tambourine uh, in track number five, the golf first, I played that. I'm proud of that. Um, but apart from that, to be honest... The most important <laughs> instrument. Um, it's a great instrument. Ian does, um, Ian's very, very talented in terms of, as an instrumentalist. Um, he, he doesn't say that, but he is. Uh, he's lying. Um, and he obviously started out playing, initially playing piano, but also guitar. So Ian plays in pretty much all the instrumentation, obviously, you'll see in uh, the tracks, with the exception of, obviously, the strings. Um, we got in an excellent fiddler, um, Colin McKee, to do fiddle parts in, for example, Whiskey in Hand, um, Old Grey Tune. And we also had, you'll, you'll guess, obviously, a string quartet in to do a number of the tracks as well, just to, obviously, we, we like to have a nice full sound. Um, I think it's quite rare for, sort of, first time, or well, early, sort of, new music recorders to, to uh, record such, sort of, luscious, full, sort of harmonic sounds and we just really like having that sort of lovely string quartet in the background yeah no i love it like i like i'm very much i love like this i'm quite like i quite enjoy my folk music so it's like any <laughs> fiddles and like that like oh it's just it's just it's so uplifting i find <laughs> um but yeah no that's so like how how was it recording this out? Did you record a lot of this like during 2020, like during lockdown and that kind of thing? Or like what did you have a lot of stuff that was already kind of prepared? Or like how was it in just releasing the album as well when you did? Like So we recorded it, um we it was a bit of a it wasn't like we planned because obviously like like Andrew said, it was the first foray into doing a proper album and we had recorded a few singles when we started off. We didn't really know what we were doing, so we just like record a song and release it and then record another song and release it and um, just have a bit of fun. Um, and then we planned last year to do like an, an EP launch, probably the start of lockdown. Um, and we kind of booked a gig like that in the, in the south side. It was going to be quite cool, but then obviously lockdown happened. so. Um, we just ended up kind of, I guess it gave us more of an opportunity to write. Um, I mean, I've, I was on furlough and I, I've still been on furlough the whole time. So I've been, I've had loads of time to write music, which has been um, quite good from that point of view, um, to be honest, because I definitely, we definitely wouldn't have got the album kind of done so fast, I suppose, um, had that not been the case. So yeah, we had a few things recorded before, um, before lockdown. Um, and then there was obviously that period where we just wrote quite a lot of stuff and then, when we had the kind of break and restrictions and stuff, then we did um we, we, we kind of we managed to to get in and and, and finish it off and then finish it off early early uh, early on this year as well um, when, when restrictions allowed and yeah it was it was good it was dead it was dead fun doing it in the studio it was um it's done in Dalmarnock in is that right Andrew is it Dalmarnock yep. I always get the place yep. wrong yeah it is it is Dalmarnock which is like a bit of Glasgow. Um, and there's a guy who's dead good to call it. It was at Stealth Recording Studio. There's a guy called Eddie MacArthur who runs it just by himself. So, um, yeah, we, we have we have fun. Like like Andrew said, I kind of feel bad because I record a lot of instruments and, and I'm not very good at all, all of them all the time. So it takes a lot, lot like, quite a lot of takes to, to and a lot of meddling to make to make sure things are fine. So poor Andrew ends up sat there for like ages and ages, um, and then obviously um, comes on <laughs> at the end and does all the good singing basically. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that, that's often a story of how how a lot of albums and things come together. It's you think, oh, someone plays it. I'm like, oh, that's great. We'll, we'll go with that sample. But it's actually you're writing it, going, well, actually, I, I muffed up that note. Oh, we need to do that note again, and it's such a laborious process. But the fact that you're able to get into the studio is such a 
that's such a rewarding experience because I think a lot of people have not been able to do that this year. So, obviously, you guys have done a bit of music out with of, of doing it as a project. How have you found it as an artist trying to do stuff on social media during 2020? Because it's been a very, very strange time for everyone. You can't do the publicity that you maybe might have been able to do, as you were saying, when lockdown comes, you can't do the gig. So how, how have you found that? Um, we have, I think you would agree, we found it frustrating in some way, um, in that there's only, obviously, on social media, um, there's obviously, it's difficult to get that immediate response. I think that's what everyone's missing right now with gigs. You look, as artists, as people, you want to get your music out there, and you want people to, even if they say, okay, not too sure about that, even if they don't like it too much, to understand that, um, to quickly is great or to get positive feedback is what we thrive on that's why we do it um, but not all why we do it obviously we do it for the fun of actually performing <laughs> but that sounded terrible I realised um, <laughs> you're allowed to be egotistical nah. that is allowed we just take the mic out of ourselves mainly yeah yeah, mainly um, <laughs> but yes we, yeah you're right it's been, it's been frustrating because obviously um, there's so many people, rightly so, trying to get their music out on social media at the moment, um, from huge artists to, to small artists like ourselves. Um, it's and sometimes, obviously, with the sort of, sort of Facebook putting a lot of um, viewing behind paywalls, for example, they have to actually um, sort of stump up ten quid to get your video out to your full follower base. So I think we've got about just over sort of two thousand sort of uh, followers on Facebook, and we have to pay about fifteen pounds so everyone can see it, see every video which can be frustrating at times. Uh, but at the same time, as you said, we're very grateful for what we have been able to do uh, because we live so close and we could record at the same time um, in that easing. Um, and we are able still to get our music out there because we we're sort of tech savvy enough to use social media. So um, we'll come back with apart, a vengeance. Apart from TikTok, sure. I still have no clue what I'm doing with TikTok. That, that blows my mind, but <laughs> it seems to be the rage at the moment. <laughs> I'm sort of like, I feel like nobody's over the age of like 22 really understands what's going on with TikTok, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you there. But it seems to be, if, if, um, maybe we should have we should, we should, we should done some sea shanties, Andrew. That might have yeah. been, should have done that. I think it's past now. <laughs> You can always do sea shanties if you want to. Oh yeah, no. no. I've never written a sea shanty, but to be fair, they could work quite well in harmony, actually. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm sure when, when when these guys sing, what was that film, man? Um, did you ever watch that film? Was it Fisherman's Friend, or is that a complete? Am I making that up? It might have been. It was a really horrible film that was just one, you know, because we've been in lockdown for so long, and there's so many of these things on Netflix and oh god, Prime and Disney and whatever we all pay for. Um, I think there was one that was. I think it was a sea shanty one. It's about like a, a London-based music producer who goes on a stag do to some part of Cornwall and then turns out all the fishermen sing sea shanties. Like it's it's, it's a terrible watch, but I'd, I'd give it a watch for a bit of lockdown <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. Well, actually thinking about that, like, I mean, this probably, I don't know if you're already thinking this far ahead, but like, have you sort of been thinking about like what you're going to do now that you've got the album out? Like, are you really looking forward to, fingers crossed, going out and doing like shows and that sort of thing with it? Are you already starting to write new music? Like, what's what's kind of next? Um, so we haven't, um, yeah, so we can't wait to go and actually, yeah, perform the music. That would be very cool. I mean, normally when we're playing around Glasgow, it's just me and Andrew and we'll kind of play piano and guitar, guitar and guitar or whatever, and do a harmony just in wee pubs and cafes and stuff like that. And that's what we've done until lockdown. But um, like you said, um, Jamie as well, obviously there's a lot of um, 
the album's quite full. There's a, you know, it's a, it's a full band sound and there's strings. Um, so what we really, what would be really cool to do is when we can, is actually finally have an album launch. Um, hopefully get a nice venue in the south side of Glasgow and just do a full band show. And yeah, and we, we've, we kind of had, um, we potentially had some wee festival things as well. So we, we, like before all this, uh, kicked in so we we basically need an excuse when we have a gig to put the full band together and go and do it and that will be amazing once we've done it um, and then obviously go, then going forward I think it will be really reassuring for us like if we can put on a full band show and do it will be like yeah this we can do this like this, this is great um, and then you know once once we've so we'll definitely do that for a full band uh, a full band show when we have a launch party at some point when we can and then hopefully that will just um, lead on to us kind of trying instead of just we, we love doing stuff just the two of us and doing our harmonies like cute quiet little cafes in Glasgow because um, that's I don't know we've had some of the best crowds and bet, like people sing along and it's wonderful that kind of intimate um, environment but yeah if we can do a proper launch launch gig and then that hopefully give us the, um, the kind of desire to kind of go on and try and do some more of that full band stuff as well Amazing. I, I can't, honestly, and you obviously, you can hear it when you're talking about it. I cannot wait for live music to to come back. I mean, I, I was always one of those people that whenever we would go to pubs, and Michelle will testify to this, I always made sure we went to somewhere that had some live music on because as, as, there's nothing better than when you're in a small pub and the atmosphere and everyone is, is kind of gearing towards what, what, what is going. Whether it happens to be a cover artist or someone's doing originals, it's just, there's, there's nothing like it. Now, I guess, what a good question would be, because uh, we've talked about the Edinburgh music scene on, on this podcast before, but we've not talked about the Glasgow music scene much. So, could you give the listeners a bit of an insight into what the Glasgow music scene is like? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's, we're very lucky. It's a, it's a brilliant scene. It's one of the reasons why, oh, well, for, for me, that I was so keen. I'm, I'm, Ian moved here first. Um, back in 2017, was it Ian? I think that's correct. I asked Steph. I asked my wife Steph these things because she's very good with dates. I, I know nothing. Um, and, I'm, <laughs> and I moved in and, uh, just the start of last year, start of 2020. So that was a good time to move. Um, but the reason why was because the scene is fantastic. Um, in the south side, particularly, uh, there is a real variety of open mics, um, sort of cafe gigs. All a lot of them independently run, and um, there's, there's a real not just audience because there's people turn out and drove to these open mics but performers there are every time you go anywhere there is 10 15 really high class performers that you'll have never heard of because a lot of them maybe are towards their 50s 60s and don't use social media but are fantastic folk or pop artists i think glasgow sort of thrives off these open mics to the point where if you go into town on sort of socky hall street there was a couple particularly at uh, box and lace and sleazies you might have heard of them um, where run by actually quite well established. One, for example, is run in Nathan Sleazy, it's been going for 30 years and it's done in the basement. And there's, again, 30, even 30, 35 fantastic artists every week, every Monday. And then the box is run, run actually by one of the guys from Father Son. Runs that one. So it's, um, again, fantastic place. So, as well as that, obviously, and the venues that independent artists can hire, like the Glad Cafe um, in Shawlands, um, obviously um, King Tut's. Um, the Icebox, a new one that's popped up in the, uh, the Core Bowls, uh, right through to obviously up, up to bigger venues like Academy, O2 Academy. And it's, uh, but no, it's, we're very lucky and, and that's why we're, we're missing it so much. 
It's because, and just even just at the pub open night, because I, I won't say what we thrived on in the past. They're so much fun. Yeah, there's like literally every single night in Glasgow, if you wanted to go and play an open mic, there's a really good pub open mic on. So you can always you can always do that, um, especially especially in the south side. Like like Andrew said, the south side's amazing. And also just like Scotty Hall Street, there's just like, that's I guess that's slightly bigger ones, like more mainstream um, open mics. But yeah, the south, south side, like there's so much going on. Um, but like, um, just turning it around a wee bit, we don't... Um, Obviously, we're from Pathhead originally, so we kind of went to school in Edinburgh and stuff like that. But we've um, we've never really been to Edinburgh. Like, we've never really played in Edinburgh. We've played in Edinburgh a couple of times, like for supporting wee gigs and stuff like that. Um, but like, what what what? Where is the music scene at in Edinburgh? Shell, do you want to do you want to talk about this or? Um, well, like basically, what I'm just going to say is I've got like I've got a couple of my few favourite hubs, but um, like Whistlebinky is like pretty much has amazing live music pretty much every night, I think, like almost. Nice. Um, as well, uh, Stramash, which is just so much fun because it, basically it's like two floors converted. They've got like a massive sort of dance floor, like crowd area and then a huge stage and you just get such good live music there. You've got Sneaky Pete's, which is like a little bit more rough and ready, but like it's always a really good night there as well. And then just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's just, and then it's just like, yeah, like you get pub open mic night. It's like pretty much like everywhere. Like Grass Market is a really good one for that. Like pretty much like most pubs that you walk into, like chances are there'll probably be an open mic night, like at least at least one day a week. Like, but a lot of the time I think they do more. But I mean, yeah, like it's just, and especially obviously around fringe time, everything just blows up tenfold. But yeah. yeah. I would always say, also say the, it, it's one of those I think the Edinburgh music scene is one of those places where a group of musicians will follow each other around where like the open mic nights are or where say certain gigs so if you went to one open mic night say on a Tuesday and you went to one on Wednesday the same people would be there and it's a, a nice group and everybody's supporting each other's music which is really nice and I think you you also have the option as as Michelle was saying you could go to like Whistlebinkies or Stramash and you've got a mixture of cover acts and different genres or you could go to somewhere like the Jazz Bar and you get musicians that can play with their feet and you know they're just on I think I've been in the Jazz Bar and just sat at the back just just literally looking at them with my mouth open going Yes, this is amazing. No, the jazz so, bar. I can't believe I forgot the jazz bar. The jazz bar is like whew, amazing. Where's that one again? Is that the downstairs one? Yeah, Chamber, uh, Chamber Street, isn't yeah, it? Chamber. It's, that's, that's been run for a long time. Um, it was run by a guy called, oh, I can't think of his second, I think Bill Kyle was his name. Um, he sadly passed away, but his his family's taken up and just continuing the sort of tradition that they have on. And it's a really nice place to go. The, the, the one thing I think Edinburgh went through a bit of a, a time when, you know, it was musician against resident. And that was a really, that wasn't a great time because there was certain places like there was the Blind Poet, which was a really great place for music. And then I got shut down because someone moved above it and was like, oh, there's a pub above me and I don't like the noise. It's like, well, there's a pub above <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, kind of part of the, the yeah. You just kind of factored that in when, when buying the flat or something, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. I just I remember because I used to do I used to do a lot of a lot of gigs in in Edinburgh. I used to do a lot of stuff for kind of singer songwriters and just people doing kind of pub sort of stuff. And I had that issue all the time with people going, "Oh well, uh, the neighbours are complaining." I'm like, "Well, tell the neighbours to move." Don't live next to it's a, a pub. pub. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
No, I don't have a huge amount of sympathy for that one. But I think, yeah, I think that's sort of that's died down a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, but it is one of those places I think you can, you know, depending on where you go, you'll find a lot of different stuff. I think the one thing it does lack, though, it lacks places like the box that have been going for a long time and have, you know, you go there because that's why you go. You go for the music. Whereas I don't think there's that, apart from the jazz bar, I would say, there's not really that many places in Edinburgh that is solely like, will you go because that's where the yeah, music scene congregates. Like, go out for a couple of drinks and then, oh, live bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's good though. But no, sorry, just latching on to that sort of like music, like neighbor pub drama. Cause like, it just winds me up sometimes because it's like these people move to cities like Edinburgh, like Glasgow. Cause they're like, oh, the cultural scene's like amazing. Like it's so artsy, <laughs> very cool. And then they get annoyed when like the cultural scene like impedes on them. And it's like, so then things like that get shut down and then everybody's all sad because oh now there's no live music. And it's like, well, like you can't have like a vibrant, amazing, beautiful cultural city with lots of cool artists and like musicians and stuff. And then like get annoyed when they're working. Like that's like oh, just the like it's like cognitive dis like dissonance there that just like blows my mind. Yeah, no, that is a that is a bit. I feel like nuts. we went on a bit of a rant there. <laughs> you know what? You know what grinds our gears. <laughs> no, 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 these 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 no these these rants are good. No, it's fine. No, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I just thought, I hope enough of these. I hope all these music like venues that we played at that we like are just kind of uh, have done okay and will open up again and will manage okay and. Um, and the people can actually come and play because I remember last time restrictions lifted. It was like it was the live music thing was dodgy with the singing, and you know they couldn't have live musicians back. So he was crossed that um, musicians that 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 isn't just kind of ignored or left on the back burner a bit. That it is actually kind of factored in to like when they uh, lift these restrictions. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to going back to bro. Where or why 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 was Bro the name that you chose? Um so yeah, it was a funny one. Um I actually I, that's one thing I do claim credit for um for the name. It's because first of the all, name and the tambourine. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was um it's because a couple of things. So I, I like the word, obviously it's a nice Scots word and it kind of emphasizes what our music's about. Um but initially I've heard the word obviously because I read a lot of like Willie and um the Bruins um when I was growing up. Um, I love that sort of, sort of the, the Scots almost like um, comics and language. I think it's great. Um, and also, I thought that if someone on the radio said that's bra, I, I thought that'd be really funny. Obviously, it's not that funny, but you know, I thought it'd be a nice little, little hint about. <laughs> and that was bra. I was like, oh, hope, hope it was bra. Um, but as well as that, obviously, it's, again, yeah, it emphasises our sort of uh, sort of the style of our music, sort of the rich harmonies um, with Scots influence in there, um, particularly in sort of whiskey in hand, all the way to in the tide. Um, but also, it's, it kind of sounds like bro as well. So for a separate audience, they might. Um, it's the, the fact that we're brothers adds to that. Yeah, and there was no one <laughs> called bro. Amazingly, like we were, when, I, yeah. when I was kind of googling that to see, I was like, that's nah, really something's called bro, but not really. I think there's nope. a guy who's like styles beard or something called. And I don't know, or, the, or you the can, bro on the brave podcast as well. But that's all. Yes, there is there is a podcast that's called yeah bro on the brave yeah, yeah. But they they're not they're not cool like you guys. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that we're knocking anybody on here. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no. I, I'm getting I, I, an I angry email now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't judge. 
No, yeah. No, that's cool. Like, I like I always think it's kind of interesting, like, seeing sort of, like, how people kind of, like, got together and got into doing things. And, like, name names are so important for sort of, like, duos and, like, bands and that sort of thing because it sort of becomes, like, it's like your identity. So it's kind of cool, like, always hearing, like, about where it kind of came about. But just actually in terms of the fact that you guys, I mean, your brothers, obviously, so hopefully you get along quite well. But how is it, like, sort of working together, like... Do you find like you sort of, you were sort of talking about how you kind of split the music and that sort of thing, but like, do you find like it's ever difficult or or anything like that? Or? We're quite lucky. It's, it's been, we don't really disagree about, we don't really argue about too much. So uh, we, we've generally always got on all reet. Um, so we've been quite, quite lucky from that perspective. And we like the same, you know, we're both massively into like uh, rugby and whiskey and, and you know, like, so we, we, we get on very well. Um, and yeah, the, the, as far as the musical side of things goes, um, I guess um, our, this kind of songwriting process is Andrew's pretty good at, Andrew and very good at lyrics. Um, so most of the time it'll kind of be like an, um, I suppose an Elton John, Bernie Taupin type arrangement where Andrew will kind of, write the lyrics and then I'll kind of come up with the tunes and arrangements and then but then again Andrew for some tunes he might come up with a bit of a melody or come up with a bit of harm like you he, he'll come up with his harmony or something like that um um and then uh, yeah and I guess that I should probably mention Steph because I, I feel bad when I don't so, so my, my wife my wife Steph is awesome at, um she's really good at lyrics as well actually so she did three she wrote lyrics for three of the tracks on the album um, so yeah, just so um, I'll give her give her credit where it's where it's due. Um, and, and yeah, interestingly, I was gonna say it's, no, no, yeah, she actually wrote um, "Home from Home," which is a kind of an, an interesting one because that was about because um, she's English, um, she's from down in Cheshire, um, and that was about her experience moving moving to Scotland. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it's it's um, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's a it's a real kind of family affair. I think as well, we're we're lucky the fact that we don't there's no cross purposes. We don't actually, because we're not competing for anything, really. Um, we, we, we never would. Um, in terms of, obviously, music things, we like to play. We like to play similar things, but we never compete mm. for a, 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 who sings a, a melody or harmony. So oh, we, geez, we like no. Both. <laughs> no, we like, it's not like a sort of Gallica situation here. Um, and I think, to be honest... <laughs> Five years later. <laughs> yeah, famous last words. Um, but I think we'll put a bookmark into this. So when when they write the documentary, go well. We were there when they were a powerful dynamic duo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I think we just we we, just, we want to do well with with each other. One us, we wouldn't want to. One of us wouldn't want to do well with the other one not. So um, we want to both sort of enjoy the music and, and gain from the music as well for each of us. Yeah, and basically, just the plan would be to just try and do it full because obviously we just kind of we both have. Jobs and um, yeah, jobs. and we just yeah no ugh, jobs um, but we just uh, we just we just kind of do it when we can but yeah the, dr- the dream would be to kind of just um, make enough from it to do it full time that'd be very cool and yeah we don't hate each other too much to spend much time together so that that was I think I think that is the dream and I, I do have to say you know having listened to to the album it, it's very well produced and. Obviously, your harmonies work perfectly together. The songs are also really, really well written. So, you know, my fingers crossed that hopefully things do start turning over and when we can have gigs and things back that that things come your way because the sound's really, really great. And obviously, you know, some of your singles have ended up in charts as well. So I think it was the Whiskey one ended up in the Apple charts. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, the whiskey in hand did, um, and th- thank you very much. It's, it's very nice of you to say things like that. So we appreciate, we, we appreciate it. Um, 
um, yeah, yeah, the whiskey in hand was um, that ended up in the um, in the Scottish singles chart when that was still a thing. Um, and yeah, and weirdly we can claim we can claim it was number one because um, we it, it was categorised on iTunes as um, was it traditional folk or was it Celtic folk? I can't remember. Um, it was classed as tra- traditional folk, yes. Which it definitely def- definitely isn't. But we'll take it because um, <laughs> like all the any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, all the other stuff on the iTunes charts was like um, like I don't know like the Loch Gelly pipe band and the <laughs> stuff like that, um, but we 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 yeah we 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 scored number one on the iTunes charts for um for that particular niche category, um, but yeah, and we, and we had some fun with you know because of lockdown with the videos and stuff like that, and you know we got lots of family for, for that one. We had um, loads of family and friends involved, basically like um, if any if, if um it's, it's a laugh if you want to have a look at the video. It's just like passing a glass, basically having a sip of whiskey and then passing it through the camera like Zoom style. Um, so um, and yeah, because we're quite amateur, all our music videos and stuff like that, we've just kind of done them ourselves on iPhones and edited, edited them on fun things like Windows Movie Maker, and you know, yeah, we're very we're very advanced. Um, but yeah, yeah. So but we did, we had some really good feedback, and um, you know, as we can't really ask for much more as kind of independent musicians. Like all the local radio stations have supported us and played played the music and. Um, and yeah, so no, it's been it's been it's been really good, and there's a lot there's a, and you know podcasts like like yourself and just just lots of independent stuff. There's like people working together for each other. It's been um, yeah, lots of lots of good feedback, and it's, it is a very good music scene in, in Scotland, and there's a good a good supportive network. Um, so yeah, we've we're just we've been enjoying it. I lost what the question was. I forgot about that. But sorry. I don't think I asked the question. I was just, I think I was just commenting that you, you've done quite well on charts. But I think, as you said, I think that speaks volumes for the Scottish music scene. I always, I always say there's a great community behind it. Depending, doesn't even matter which which city you're in, or you know, if you're in the Highlands, where I think there's a, a good general support network. But uh, I do have a question, and uh, this is going to be, I think we're we're quite close to running out of time, so this will be one of the last questions. But uh, hypothetically speaking, if when when gigs open again and you could play with any musician and they can be dead or alive and you know you can play or perform them with whatever capacity who would you pick and why uh, musician or band or is it both there musician yes. band artist producer anybody i'll let you go first andrew if you want um just for the sheer creativity i think that'd be great to, to perform with, with david bowie um would be ridiculous i mean just because of the guys of how enigmatic he was and the sheer variety of stuff that came out of his head. Um, <laughs> we have to dress up as well. like. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be great. <laughs> we, I see we don't take ourselves seriously, so I think that'd be right up our, our street. <laughs> yeah, Dave, and what about Dave, you? Dave would be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. There's so many amazing bands of like and amazing songwriters and musicians. Um, you know, people like... I suppose there's people like Freddie Mercury, but you couldn't really perform with Freddie. He's, he's, nah. Yeah, we, we couldn't we couldn't weigh in on him and Queen. That be the, let, let let them do their own thing. Um, but um, but yeah, um, I, I I quite like um, uh, pro- probably it'd probably be really cool to perform with a, a singer songwriter like or like or, well we could do some proclaim if we perform with the proclaimers that'd be mega cool i really like um jamie cullum as a singer and songwriter and musician i think he's really cool and he writes quite some, some of the pop music he writes i kind of um really really like and take quite a lot from um but we really like there's a lot of scott you know there's got the scottish um 
sorry, I know this is probably meant to be a one one band answer or something like that. But the, the Scottish the Scottish music scene, like the, some of the kind of Celtic pop stuff that's coming out right now, is really like, you know, we really like Tidelines, we like Gary Vore, we like Rura. These these bands are all great. So you know, if we could ever perform or support with them, that'd be amazing. They're amazing. Um, okay, well, thanks so much for joining us. It's been so nice chatting with you both and just finding out a little bit more about you and like the process and talking about the album and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, so thanks so much for sitting down with us and having a wee chat. Um, and I think you guys have got a song that you're going to introduce for us? Yep, we do indeed. Um, so we're going to introduce um, the, the, actually the song that was last recorded for the album. So the most recent song on the album. Uh, on our debut album, A Few Miles More, um, which is called Old Grey Tune, um, and is written actually about uh, my uh, university town, uh, St Andrews, and it's written as a wee um, sort of fun and well, a happy look back, because sometimes you can look back on a place um, which, with sort of with negative feelings because you, you've left there, but it's all about looking back and enjoying the memory. So yes, um, we're happy to introduce Old Grey Tune from our debut album, A Few Miles More. And thank you so much for having us on. Walk the empty streets and you can feel the history of warmer days concealed. It's quiet now, the sun's gone down, there's no one left to fill those empty sounds. But in your place, there's always a time, a time that you can just begin to thrive. You can feel that just for a moment, the soul comes alive You can fly Along the sands and tabletops Enter shy and leave the stage To grand applause You're joined along the way By faces come from far and Shadow stalks your way, the wind is freezing o'er that eastern bay. But on this day, it's not built for you. There's younger men here now are passing through. They will feel that just for a moment, this old creation comes alive. Far and 
You just listened to Old Grey Tune by Bra. Hopefully you enjoyed that, my friends, and hopefully you enjoyed the interview that Michelle and myself had with Ian and Andrew. We really enjoyed getting to know these guys, understanding the message behind their music and what it was to be in Bra. Now, if you like that, please go and check out A Few Miles More. It's an absolutely amazing album. And I'm not the biggest folk fan in the world, but I really enjoyed every single single on this. So go and check it out. Go and listen to it. Go and help explore it. Follow them on social media and share their music. Now, as always, if you like what we do with What's Happening Music and this podcast, then please help us share and just promote this podcast as best you can to all your friends who you think would like to discover music in the same way we do. If you will listen to this on YouTube or maybe on Mixcloud or even SoundCloud, then please give it a like and please give it a share. If you'll listen to it on Spotify, please follow us and also share it there. And that all leads me to say is everything that we've talked about in this podcast is in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next What's Happening Music show. Until then, have a great day. Peace. Peace.